0: Welcome to Change
1: Now. Yes, because we need to change now. Now is when your impact story starts. Listen, get inspired by visionary changemakers, and be part of the change. Soil Enthusiasts, this new episode is for you. Welcome to a brand new episode of Change Now, Heroes of Change Stories, where we'll explore the power of soils. Today, we're excited to unveil a special edition as we introduce our new format and dive deep into our first exclusive interview. This week, we bring you a captivating exchange between two influential figures Sandrine Summer, Sustainability Chief Officer at Mode Hennessy, and ChangeNow CEO and founder Santiago Lefebvre. Together, they explore the vital role of soil preservation and regeneration. Before we jump into this insightful conversation, let's take a moment to get to know our guest, Sandrine Summer. As the internal catalyst for sustainability at Mohennessy, Sandrine is a driving force behind the commitment to excellence, seamlessly extending from the lush vineyards to the heart of the people. Her expertise lies at the intersection of corporate strategy and environmental impact, establishing her as a trailblazer in the domain of living soils. Let's explore the intriguing realm of soils and delve into why preserving and regenerating them is absolutely crucial.
0: Hello Sandrine! Hello, Santiago. I'm very glad to have you in this podcast today because we are going to talk about a fascinating topic, which is the one of soils and regenerative agriculture. And I say fascinating because for me, in the huge transition we are living for a more sustainable world, there are several transitions to have at the same time. There's the energy transition, the culture transition, but also the agriculture transition. And this is one of the three pillars we're talking about today. So, um, just b- before doing that, I wanted to have, um, we have a little tradition that changed now, which is that we like to know in what state of mind, um, we're talking to the other person in the team. And so we have what we call the, uh, internal weather report. So what, what is the, the weather today?
2: Honestly. A little bit cold for the moment, but I'm sure, you know, thanks to you and thanks to this great subject, it will going uh, to warm up.
0: Well, I, I think that the beginning of the year for me also is a sh- shiny, but windy. A lot of wind, like uh, we, I think it's the beginning of the year where we don't have a time to rest. And I think it's worse and worse, no? We don't have time to rest.
2: never. No, no. Never. It's always going fast and fast and fast. But uh, I think we have to go fast anyway in our subject. But uh, you're, you're right. You know, it's difficult to have the rest.
0: Okay. So um, we're going to talk about um, big theories, but also concrete action. But before that, let's talk again more a bit more about humans. And who are you? Could you share with us? A story or, not, or an anecdote to know um, who you are?
2: Who I am? Uh, you know, my, my beginning, my beginning of my career, I was packaging engineer. And uh, I was packaging engineer at LVMH um, for almost 25 years. And uh, I remember an anecdote. You know, it was in 2007. I was at Guerlain. I was in charge of packaging. And the farmer president uh, appointed me as a sustainability director. And it, you, you know, it was a, a very a, a new uh, career okay. for me. And uh, I would like really maybe to, to highlight how uh, he was a pioneer, you know, the okay. farmer president, pioneer to decide to have uh, someone dedicated on sustainability. Again, it was in okay. 2007. Pioneer to to define this this, um, um, action. Pioneer to to decide that I will report directly to him. And pioneer to uh, think that I will follow sustainability for a long time. You know, because for me, it was a transition. It was really interesting, a new job. But it was, as I say, a transition. And finally... We are in 2024. I'm still on sustainability, you know, and I will stay on sustainability. I find my way definitely, and very interesting to to continue to work on that. So maybe my anecdote is thanks to this uh, person. I'm still here, and I'm 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 uh, uh, the right position to to continue.
0: Wonderful, and, and I think that's something super interesting in your journey is that you must have seen the job totally change. What would be the maybe the thing that the most evolved in the kind of work um, a CSR person was doing in twenty in, in two thousand seven and today? Yeah,
2: definitely. What, what
0: is the biggest change? Maybe biggest
2: change uh, for sure. I think of course the mindset of the people and the motivation from people to work on this subject. I remember in two thousand seven. I decided to create what I call the Steering Committee for Sustainability and then involve one person for each department to work with me regarding this subject. You can't imagine how it was hard to find some motivated people to work on this subject. Right now, I think every day or every week, I have someone in the organization very interesting, very motivating to work on this, and ask me how can I help, how can be involved on this subject. So maybe mm-hmm. this is a, the most important thing yeah. I can I can uh, I, I can see, and uh, radically different in my job to to have really the involvement from everybody. Okay. Wow.
0: and I think that's very inter- encouraging also. Um, and a, f- a few weeks ago, we had in our uh, headquarters, you know. Uh, a group of uh, CSR directors uh, joining in, and they were exchanging good practices. And also in all the job we are, uh, I'm doing, I'm meeting a lot of CSR directors. And I think that this is a really courageous job because you are actually in the front line. You, you are playing, well, or the CSR in general are playing the role of internal activists somewhere. And I think that uh, we don't see that from the outside sometimes and so I just wanted to acknowledge that.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Internal activist or uh, what I like to say, internal catalyst. You know, I think it's a wide term as well. So for sure, we have always to, to push, to explain, to involve on this uh, on this topic. But honestly, um, it's, uh, it, done, it gives a lot of sense and, uh, you know, this job is difficult sometimes hard because you have to to give a lot of uh, of things but uh, you receive a lot as well so it's a whi- yeah. good balance because you know where, why you are working on this topic for sure yeah. and uh, and you have always to convince everybody to 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 go faster and further
0: okay and so how have you become a soil lover <laughs>
2: I'm a soil addict <laughs> um, for almost uh, three years, you know, because uh, I've done Moet & Sea in uh, 2020. And uh, at Moet & Sea, you know, we are uh, producing uh, and we are selling uh, wine and spirits. And as you know, wine and spirits, we are dependent on soil. We are farmers, in fact, yes. uh, in, our, uh, in our activity. And everything is starting from soils. So it's a reason why, you know, I become, I become, and we are becoming uh, as as our organization, soil lover and really to push this subject uh, at the top of our uh, priority.
0: Okay. And can you tell me maybe a bit more about how you are addressing um, this issue in the position you are, or as a company, what are you doing concretely to to work on soils, to make sure that the soil is still in good health for maybe the next, I don't know what is the the perspectives in terms of term, of time you are giving yourself. Is is it 50 years, 100 years because the soil is a very long-term thing?
2: thing. yeah Of course, this is a long-term story, in fact, and we are coming from long times. So, you know, our our brand and our activity, uh, we are doing that for a long time and we have really the responsibility to be sure that we can continue for a long time. So, I think what is really important, it's not new subjects. Uh, just before you ask me when we, are sta- we have been started. We have started and we have decided to accelerate our subject, and particularly on soil, um, in 2020. But we have been working for a long time. Our different maisons, our champagne maison, our spirits maison, our wine maison, have been working for a long time. And concretely, we have decided, for example, to certify environmentally all our vineyards. So it was the first thing. And it's not uh, it's not um, uh, we can't can't do something like that. So it's not very uh, rapidly. We have to take time to change a little bit the practices and so on, to change the mindset, to change the culture. So we have been working for a long time and now we have all our vineyard environmentally certified with the best and the most demanding certification all over the world. The second thing, we have decided to um, ban herbicide. Again, in our vineyard, so it's, uh, you know, and again, it takes time to do this type of uh, thing. So we have almost... Uh, 100% of our vineyard uh, herbicide, herbicide free. So, and
0: how do you manage to do that? Because uh, is, there, is, is there not any risk for the plants, for example, if you don't do that? Or do you have an alternative to herbicides? Yeah,
2: it's a very good question. Because in fact, you have, first of all, to change the mindset, you know, because Before, we consider that a clean vineyard is with a naked soil between two rows of vineyard. So it means you have nothing. And this is a clean vineyard. So first of all, you have to change this mindset. Then you you leave herbs growing. And you have to cut the herbs because otherwise the herbs is coming in competition with the vineyard. So you have to uh, cut regularly uh, the herbs. So then you can go further and decide not to leave herbs growing, but to coverage and to use the cover cropping between okay. two rows. So we have to continue on this way and to push this cover cropping. But we have to choose the white species to plant in these cover croppings. And you have to learn because you have not exactly the same uh, practices if you are in Champagne or if you are in Argentina or or if you are in New Zealand. So of course you have to adapt. So you have to test, you have to learn and to decide which is the best way to move and to transition into uh, regenerative practices. So exactly what you mentioned, we have to change and we have to uh, measure our benefits, mm-hmm. and so on. And you know, as well, it's very complicated to measure, particularly when you are talking about souls else. So, we are testing as well some tools to measure the benefits uh, thanks to the new practices.
0: Okay. And do you have already like evidence of um, how? The soil quality, the soil health is evolving in uh, in your lands.
2: we know that we have to um, uh, promote, for example, biodiversity to be sure that nature is coming back in our uh, vineyard. In fact, we have really to uh, uh, to increase. For example, uh, ecological corridors. So, with uh, with edges, uh, we have to be sure like that birds are coming back, bees are coming back. Uh, so, we really have to push and to promote biodiversity to be sure. We uh, we we will uh, have more uh, organic matter mm-hmm. within uh, within the soils. Our cover co- cover cropping yeah. is uh, another way to do that. Eco grazing it's another way uh, and very g- interesting way to 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 increase. Uh, Uh, the organic matter within the soil and everything we are doing of course this is with a clear angle you know a clear direction to regenerate soils but as I mentioned it's very difficult, it's new so in fact we have to test, of course each time we we transition towards, towards something we have to test and this is the reason why we have decided not to work alone and really to create a dedicated forum uh, regarding this subject and to be sure we can share best practices, a set of art regarding uh, souls.
0: Yes, yeah, so two years ago, you, you created the World Living Souls Forum, Yeah. Uh, which is a, uh, an event which aims at creating a real movement around uh this uh well, the um well, the, the the soul's health and, and gathering all the players of the industry uh to to be more aware and also to uh, get access to science because there is a lot of things happening from the from at the science level yeah. at this moment yeah. i think that for me um if we can talk about you know there there is the industrial revolution Well, you, you have an agricultural revolution I think we are living that actually uh, and it comes from the science and a better understanding of how works the soil you know yeah and I, I think that uh, you know it's um, we if we take the planet Earth we have the ocean that we don't know really because we uh, we say that the bottom of the ocean is less well known than the the moon and I think that soils we are at the same level of um, a, know, a knowledge the, of no knowledge, you know. And I think that we are just at the beginning of exploring also how works the soil.
2: Yeah, it's, it's exactly what we would like to uh, to help, you know. So it means to really. Uh, understand this complex ecosystem, soils, and to make visible what is invisible. And to have this special ecosystem, like forest, like ocean, like, like air, to be sure that everybody everybody know, knows uh, how it is important. And again, we are all coming from soils and going towards mm-hmm. soil, by, by the way. So I think it's very, very important. And as you mentioned, uh, scientists, um, we, we, we invite uh, we in, uh, in uh, the World Living Souls Forum a lot of scientists to be sure scientists can transmit their knowledge regarding, uh, regarding this complex ecosystem. So within this forum, we invited scientists but also institutions, very important, you know, and we have a, a soil uh, health law uh, in a, Work in progress for the moment, so institutions, very important. Uh, NGOs as well, you know, all the association regarding biodiversity and biodiversity and, and soils. Industry, companies, private sector, of course. Our sector, wine and spirit, but not only wine and spirit sector. Uh, very important to have the food sector uh, on uh, uh, on board. And uh, last but not least, startups, because we definitely need uh, some innovation regarding this, uh, this subject. So, startups, students, and all the stakeholders, in fact, connected with the soil regeneration.
0: Okay, and so let's talk about maybe the second edition of the World Living Source Forum, uh, which is coming soon and that we are super happy to co organize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. So the next edition will be in October this year, the 9th and 10th of October. It will be in Arles, in the south of France, and it will be co-organized with Change Now. So it will be the d- second edition. We really uh, hope, of course, it will be a, a, a bigger, uh, bigger uh, edition than the, the previous one uh, with more people involved, uh, and again, to be sure to increase our impact in terms of soil regeneration, in terms of regenerative agriculture, and so on. Because again, this forum, the aim of this forum, is to have the positive impact we are all expecting. All.
0: Yeah, and we are uh, glad to to be part of the adventure because, um, for for several reasons. The first one is that regarding soils, uh, I. We love topics that are at the intersection of uh, several problems, you know. And through SOAS, you are able to uh, work actively against climate change, but also for biodiversity, for uh, food security, uh, for so many things, you know. And, and
2: water, for water, very important, of course. Mm-hmm.
0: So I think that this is um, a key point of action where you have systemic change if you manage that yeah. you know so that that this is for the topic and 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 for me personally I, I I recommend a lot of people to to watch authors also the movie Kiss the Ground if they are uh, listening to to the to, to this discussion and wondering uh what are they talking about etc so uh, look this this movie you will learn a lot about it and then listen back uh, what are we have this discussion but uh, definitely this feel, uh, this movie also has been a uh, an accelerator uh, for me to to want to, to want to be involved in this in this field and the second reason why we're happy to to be part of uh, this adventure is that as you say, this event has been created to have an impact and we want to be where the action is. Okay, And I think that um, uh, this is totally in our strategy of trying to get what we've managed to create as an ecosystem as mechanics of change at the summit level and bring it to other events, to other themes and, and to deploy our impact on several verticals. And so we maybe we can just say again the the dates. It's 9th yes. and 10th of October. Exactly. At 2024 in Arles. Wonderful. Maybe we can just get back now for um, long-term vision. What is your vision of the future? How can we make... Can, can we still make it? And how can we make it to a better world?
2: Um, I think... I think to make a better world. I think we have really to think collective and uh, and uh, um, and work together. Definitely, So I think this is the only way we can go further and faster. And try to work collectively. When I say collectively, meaning all stakeholders together, and particularly, of course, the private sector. And again, not only. In our sector, but consider the industry like like a large industry, and work with uh, young generation as well. We definitely need them uh, on board. So for me, the the, the world will be um, n- will be better if we uh, try to work more together.
0: And do you have any idea of uh, or example of where you think we need? More collaboration because there are places where collaboration starts to really um, be active, you know, and and in place. But is there still like um, places, um, fields that you you've identified as lacking collaboration?
2: You mean in in a, in a From your experience,
0: you say we need more collaboration, yeah. but is there a specific place where you say that would be great that this kind of player? I could work with this one
2: I think definitely the first thing maybe in our in our, uh, in our um, field, you know it's t- really to imagine that on this type of topic there is no competition, there is only collaboration mm-hmm. and meaning in for example in our terroir consider that soils is soils for everybody, so it means work together with uh, our competitors, but as well with different farmers on the same territory, with collectivity, with... Uh, so th- this is what I mean, you know, more okay. together and, uh, and share everything in order to go faster. So th- for, for me, this is uh, the key uh, and the crucial uh, uh, action. And, w- and we have all to think uh, with this uh, collective intelligence
0: in mind. Okay, very interesting. This part of putting aside competition, where where when we are talking about um, the commons, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay, I, I think we are approaching the end of our time, so I just have four quick questions uh, for you. Um, if you should just have say one word right now, what would it be? together. Maybe a personality that insp- who inspires you? Uh,
2: it's more difficult because I have many personalities who inspire me. And it, it depends on the type of, uh, of topic. So maybe for, for example, when we are uh, thinking about energy, you know, Bertrand Picard is one of my uh, personality. I'm very inspi- inspi- inspiring of. Uh, when you are talking about soils, Marc-André Célos, you know, I love uh, uh, this mind, his mindset and his knowledge, of course. So many personalities who are inspiring me.
0: Wonderful. If I ask you one action?
2: One action uh, will be education. And um, I think, you know, I'm very impressed uh, with the increasing of uh, education, uh, whether in school or in, uh, uh, and you know, I, I like particularly what you are uh, doing with uh, Les Echos, uh, with your, the, ranking yeah, the ranking of schools of... and how they uh, uh, include the, this topic particularly. Uh, within. I think it's very interesting to uh, continue to increase this topic uh, directly into uh, into the school every school. Uh, school for, for a young uh, adult and school uh, from the beginning.
0: Yeah. Well, and we need education all Definitely. the life long.
2: Definitely. Yeah. You know, and just one word about, I don't know I don't know if the, it, it still exists, but uh, I remember the Sully test mm-hmm. developed by Cage uh, at the beginning. Yes. You know, this is a sustainability TOEFL. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting to imagine that everybody has to increase the knowledge regarding this topic and like that, We can, uh, of course, uh, integrate some people who have good knowledge in a different type of job in our big companies.
0: You can evaluate the level of fluency.
2: Exactly. uh, Exactly. The level of fluency and the the mindset.
0: And last but not least, a gratitude.
2: (laughs) A gratitude. So maybe it will be a little bit corporate, but honestly, you know, I'm... uh, Within this group for almost twenty-five years, and my gratitude is uh, thanks to LVMH and to MH, who are supporting this topic for a long time, and who are helping all the different CSOs uh, within the within the group, you know, to to push a little bit uh, this uh, this uh, subject.
0: Thank you for this uh, discussion. Just to close up uh, this discussion, I think that uh, we are going to see each other soon because uh, you will be also at the summit uh, in March. And then we will see also at the World Living Souls Firm. So thank you very much for uh, being here in this podcast today. With pleasure. And see you soon.
2: Thank you. See you soon.